Hey, Catalyst Crew. Welcome to Catalyst Corner, episode 80. I'm Evan. I'm Jim. And uh, what are we talking about today, Jim? Well, let's uh, let's start off. Let's talk a little bit about uh, some turtles, some turtle power, if you will. Got some turtle power, some movies. We're gonna yeah. cover a bit of the uh, you know the Marvels and the MCU. Yeah, let's talk and, a little MCU. And I want to talk about uh, something a little different. Uh, some music. Okay, yeah, let's get into that. We haven't uh, really broached that subject before. All right. So, uh, yeah, let's start diving in. So, how you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? Oh, uh, you know, uh, it's cold now. I'm cold. Yeah, it's cold. You know, every uh, every day it's is shorter and everything. Yeah. I don't care for that either. Yeah, no, it's 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 dark out at four o'clock That's now. Crazy, terrible. You know, Awful. like I'll, I'll come down and start doing the orders for mm-hmm. the day and everything. Yep. You know, um, and then by the time I come back up, like I don't think it's that late, but it's pitch black. Yeah. No, it, it throws everything off. Oh, it's ridiculous. Crazy. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about the uh, the the TMNT, the yeah. Cowabunga Boys. Yeah. So if if people don't know, and and maybe you don't when you're listening, um, here in New Hampshire is where the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were created. One of our greatest exports. Absolutely. And a little uh, little town called Dover is, is where it all came to be. And um, this past week, they um, they finally did a a, a celebrate a celebration of uh, of the greatness that is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and <laughs> far, its creators. Far, far overdue. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, m- paying great respect to two former residents of the town, and of course Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Were, were, um, now, were they both there? They. Um, I know Peter Laird was there. I saw yeah, him. I, I don't know if Kevin Eastman was there or not. Yeah. Um, I'm not positive. Because Peter Laird was at, popped up at, uh, popped up at Granite the, State uh, Comic Con. Exactly. Yeah, right Absolutely. by our Absolutely. Very nice guy. Yeah, very nice. Um, yeah, so very, a long yeah. overdue sort I, I of- I think uh, so, too. So they have like a, a big you know sign on the street which talks about the creation. Yeah. And then down the road, which they lived, there's a sewer that's now, a sewer cover. Yeah. That's now dedicated to them as well. Oh, so it's got like the, t- the TMNT it's got the, it's, or whatever? It's got, yeah, a little bit more information. It's got like a silhouette of the four of them. Uh, that that excites me because it's it's one of those things where, you know, I think you could go up to anybody mm-hmm. and say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and they would at least know what you're talking about. Maybe right. they're not huge fans or whatever, yeah. but they know they're, what it is. They're familiar, at least with the name. No right. one's unfamiliar with the name. Right, and the thing is, is we should celebrate we should. stuff like that. Like, that is a huge moment in, in our culture. Well, I mean, again, you, you're, you're talking about a, a property, right, that has expanded into almost any entertainment medium that you could possibly think about. You used to be able to get frozen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle dinners, too. Right, exactly. So, I mean, you you talk about being in the cultural zeitgeist, right? And not only that, but it's generational. I mean, generations have grown up. They they keep on recreating the the Turtles cartoon for new generations. Is, we go to we go to comic you know we go right. to comic conventions and and anime conventions mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. You always see 
some sort of TMNT representation. Always. There. Always. Always. Whether it's cosplay or, you know, there's a book, you know, uh, The Last Ronin came out a while back. Yep. And there, you know. I, I've, I've never, I can't think of a time since they've been created, since that really took off, that there hasn't been a form of popularity. Like, they've never gone out of style. No. You know what I mean? Like, there's they're always in in some you know capacity because they're in a weird they're in just this weird space because they're not technically i guess superheroes right but they they're superhero adjacent yeah you know sure i mean batman they popped up with B- yeah. batman and yeah they that was yeah, right that but was I'm, some fun i'm just saying like it just seems like for whatever reason mm-hmm. you know they have withstood the test of time. Yeah, and that's the whole thing, right? I mean, you could have, like, the, the, the children type of cartoon, right? And then, like you said, then the, you can read something like The Last Ronin, which is which is very for a much more adult right, audience. Right, that's an adult book. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it covers the gambit. And then, you know, they... That's what I like about it, because yeah. I, I've been an advocate for that. I think sure. you can have... You know the children's and the and the teenager stuff mm-hmm. without sacrificing, you know, say the last Ronin because you have that right. as well and it's a huge success. Right, and that's in the whole thing about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is that there's they're never stuck on any type of true continuity. They they'll continuously remake it, and if they have to change things to let's say modernize it what have you or or adapt to a different age group they yeah, the they're new, fine the with movie, doing that the new movie came out and it, it it's pretty well received yeah and and they don't they're not beholden to any laws you know what i mean like they'll they'll keep on making this product and they'll adapt to whatever it needs to be as long as you have those core four brothers that's all you you know. You can tell whatever story you want in whatever genre you want. Yeah, I, I I think they you know I was really excited to hear that they were getting the honor. Yeah, and like I said, I think I think you know, like it or not, American culture is pop culture. Sure, absolutely. Okay? And so we should celebrate things like that. Mm-hmm. We should celebrate you know the inception of the Ninja Turtles yeah. or, or the inception of, you know, we have Batman day and things like that. Like those, right. those are, you know, you can say that they're geek culture, but my argument is I can go up to anyone mm-hmm. and say Batman or Ninja Turtles. And whether you're a fan or not, you know what it is. Right. So and, it's part of our culture. Right. And, and, and even if you, even if you don't live in the quote unquote geek culture world or the superhero world, I bet you've seen a Batman movie or show at one point in your life. You know, you watch it. Because again, it's the same thing. There's stuff for kids, mm-hmm. there's stuff for, you know, teenagers, and there's stuff for adults. Exactly. You know? and, and as long as you can keep on adapting in that way, it's always going to continuously be around. It's never going to go out of style. No. And that's and it, and what they can, created. It can with, it, it's one of those properties. Ninja Turtles, Batman, you know, those those yeah, pillars, Spider-Man, things Spider-Man. like that. But even Batman, if you look at it, like it survived the bat nipples. Yeah. So it can even survive sort of sure. You, know, you yeah, death you can rows. yeah, you can make it to a point where it's 
almost bottomed out and it can be salvaged by the next right. person who comes in and puts a little bit of shine back onto it. Yeah, because I think we're in a good place today with sure. Batman. Absolutely. For the most we part, are. you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would love to see, you know, I heard they're making a last Ronin game. Yeah. Which, mm-hmm. great, do that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, but I want to see more yeah, uh, uh, Ninja Turtles but I will say, if, you know, if anybody if anybody is in the area of New Hampshire, Dover, New Hampshire, or ever wants to take a pilgrimage uh, to, you know, to pay respect to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles creators, uh, it's definitely worth uh, going to check it out. It, it It's a nice little monument to yeah, I mean if you're if you're an success. artist or you're into art right I mean that's just one where it was two guys in a small ass apartment yep. bouncing ideas off of each yep. other came and then, up with something crazy and said hey let's publish this ourselves you know get this out and uh yeah here we are heroes here, here in a half shell right know? absolutely um have you seen anything I have oh so we're heading into the festive holiday season. Indeed we are. Uh, Christmas is not that far away, so I figured I'm going to put on a Christmas movie. Okay. Went back a little ways into the, the 70s. Oh. So a little movie called Black Christmas. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> you seen this one? Of course. Of course, right? Black because, Christmas. So um, I'm... I'm re-watching Eli Roth's History of Horror, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they've been repeating it, and, and I caught it, uh, and, and they had the, the holiday episode. Were they talking about the remake or the original? On on Because I remember them mentioning it, but I don't remember if they covered... Did they cover both? Just the original. Oh, okay. That I, that right. I, yeah, because yeah, the remake is not very yeah. good. So, they, they did. it was the holiday special. They yeah. mentioned this movie. I'm like, you know what? I've, I've not seen that. And I don't. Yeah, it was like a. It was whatever. like sleepaway camp for me. I haven't right. seen it in years and years. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna watch it. Then I'm gonna put it on. I'm gonna watch sure, it. We're, sure. we're, we're coming upon right. We're yeah. coming upon the holiday festive time. Let's put on a holiday movie, right? That's a holiday movie. I don't see why not. It, it's such a. You know, the one thing that I I forgot, and the one thing that I will say is the language was is is very mature let's just put it that way it is very mature language yeah. in this movie um but you know again it's it's a very good movie for the you know it's not it's it's you know obviously there's the the murders in it and there's the the killing aspect and the gore but then you have the psychological part of you, you know you think you think you know who the killer is, right? They and they really they lead know you. Who they the, lead right. you down a path, right? With who exactly, it is. and then all of a sudden there's the big twist, right? You know what I mean? And then there's the ending that even leaves it a little bit open ended, like you know, did you know did the 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 final girl die or right. not? You know what I mean? So it's a good. It, it's I don't know. There are just it, there's something about older horror films especially yeah right where i don't know if it was just that the genre wasn't that big of a deal back then so you could really just get away with these incredibly creative ideas yeah you know i I think you i think that's the case i think that there wasn't you know at least i believe the probably the expectation of of making money for these types of movies really wasn't there. There because, was no budget either. Right, then no budget. But, you know, you had a star in in Margot Kidder, right? True. I mean, you had Superman's 
Margot that, right, Kidder. That's true. I don't know. I, Black Christmas is one of those ones. Like, I was excited when they announced the remake because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I can, you know, you're going to bring it up to date a little bit. Sure. And then I watched it and I was like, it doesn't hit the same. Yeah. No, it doesn't. And it, it, you know, you have that old, the old timey vibe too, right? You know, well, like you, you said, got, just with the language alone. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, is it, I don't know that it's problematic, but like. No, no. But, but it's just that there was almost like a care, like a carefree sort of attitude towards it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we don't have to worry about the censors or, you know, we got right. our R rating and yeah. you know, it's there yeah, this for was, a reason. This was a movie that, you know, again, it, it wasn't, it, if it offends you, it offends you. And they weren't concerned about that. They right. were making don't a watch movie. watch it if it right. offends you. Exactly. They were making a movie that they wanted to make. They weren't going to care about censor or, or sensitivity and it's or a anything lot of fun. like that. It is a lot of fun. So that was my, uh, that was, that one. was my choice for, uh, for the holidays, what what about you? What did you catch? So I um, I watched Saw X. Oh, okay. Oh, so uh, yeah. I was actually surprised at how good it was. Really? Okay. So well, that's so good. Le- uh, let me let me tell the truth here. I watched all the saws. Sure, sure. Because my partner is psychotic, and we can't just watch Saw X. We have to watch. Right. One through sure. ten. Yeah, that's how it goes. Right. I, you know, but I've seen. I don't need that. I yeah, know, yeah. Like, you know, especially with like Saw. There's mm-hmm. not. There's not a. Yeah. A, it, you know, it's, it's pretty much the same. It movie. is what it is. Yeah. Right. Um. I would say probably you know one is the best. Two's, sure. Two's also very good. Mm-hmm. And then it starts to get a little. You know, I don't think any of them are are overtly bad. I no. think like the 3D era ones are a little cheesy, but yeah, like yeah. O- overall, they're they're kind of fun. Yeah, they don't, they don't spiral the way like say Friday the Thirteenth. No, no, they're, it's never that degree of camp, right, right? Right. And so, um, you know, I watched Spiral, which is nine, which mm-hmm. is uh, Chris Rock and Sam Jackson, and yeah. It was it, it saw a Jason, I guess, the book of Saw. Okay, that was pretty good. All right, you know, good. Um. And then ten really caught me off guard. Yeah, because nice. ten, I, I always thought Saw's biggest mistake was, you know, spoilers for people who haven't seen the originals. You know, they killed Tobin Bell's Jigsaw off mm-hmm. fairly early. I think it's like the third movie. Yeah, right. And and you know, every every movie going forward, he always pops up, but it's right. just like nobody's him. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so like he's very electric. He steals the scenes that he's in. And like, to me, that was always a big kind of sin that they sort of killed him off. And then it's like, well, you know, people are continuing his legacy, but nobody's him. Mm-hmm. And so this one um, is takes place in the past. Oh, OK. Right. All right. And, and what we get is kind of an exploration into sort of who Jigsaw I shouldn't even say it. Like, it's not even really his relationships, I guess. Okay. And, and so basically the, the, the gist of the movie without going too long in it is um, he's still trying to, you know, f- fight the cancer. Yeah. And he goes to a cancer support group and this guy basically tells him like, hey, you know, I did this experimental treatment with these people and I'm cured. Hmm. So he finds them, he looks them up and they're like, yeah, come down to Mexico and we'll, we'll do it turns out it's all a con right oh. and of all the fucking people you're gonna con right he's the worst yeah that's not so, a good choice so the thing is is that you really 
it, it's been received incredibly well. Yes. You're rooting for him. Sure. Because these people are just the worst. Like, it doesn't get worse than that, right? Like, you're conning right. cancer patients right. out of, you know, yeah. large sums of money. And so, it, there is, you know, it's 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 almost a slow burn, which is kind of weird to say mm. for Saw. But the first 50 minutes is just, you're spending time with John Kramer. Okay. So. Interesting. Right. And, and, I, and I'm thinking to myself, like. When it first started, I was like, oh, I don't know if this, if, if I like this. And then by like 10 minutes in, I'm like, because Tobin Bell is a fantastic actor. Right. Sure. Yeah. You want to spend time with this character and get to know kind of how his relationships with the, with Amanda mm-hmm. and, and, and these other people kind of are. Right. It, it's great. That's good to hear. So apparently they're making more. I'm sure. Now, that being said, Tobin Bell's 81. Yeah. So, you right. know. Yeah, there's they better be, hurry. Right, you may get one or two more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but the thing of it is is that I think it's one of those series that, you know, is 10 in. And if you look at kind of the trajectory of it, it goes from sort of this it's not really true horror to me. It's kind of right. got gross out. Yeah, it, it yeah. You know, it's exactly. kind of gore porn in a way, right. but like, right. you know, I guess you would say the first two are the closest thing to a horror, mm-hmm. and then it kind of goes a little a little campier, right? You know, and now now with this ten, even nine, nine and ten, we're getting into sort of these more character driven, mm-hmm. you know, pieces, and yeah. and f- to be ten movies in and be able to achieve something like that is pretty impressive. Yeah, that that is impressive because typically people would have, you know, bailed on the franchise by now, you know, cuz again, you can't keep it's very hard to keep up quality for a franchise to and go this 10 goes, movies this goes in. for any of them. I mean, if right, you look exactly, at Friday anything. the 13th, if you look at Nightmare yeah, on Elm Street, all of them. you know, by the time you hit 4 or 5, you're in a pretty campy yeah, spot. Halloween, same oh, thing. Oh yeah, Halloween 4 and 5. You know what I mean? They you know, and there's some good you know, splattered here and there in those movies. I think Halloween but, for me, one, two, and three. Yeah, yeah. But you know, again, that this is what happens, right? Most it's hard. of the time, it's, it, it's, it's hard, hard to, to keep, keep the it energy, going. Yeah, you know? exactly. And I think what Saw has done is they've really been able to, you know, at least keep fans interested. I'm not saying it's the greatest franchise of all time. No. But it's a fun watch. No, but if you can if you can have a, a tenth movie and it's and it's well received and it's doing the highest well, rated Right. So you're movie. onto something there. Yeah. So and the thing of it is is I think the reason it's so highly rated is because they kind of corrected that sort of sin mm-hmm. of Jigsaw being dead. Right. With oh it happened this is, you know and, and, and hopefully going forward, I, I think they can go either way. I think you go Maybe you stay in the past for as long as you have Tobin Bell. Yeah. And then if you want to continue the story forward afterwards with the other guy and stuff, feel free to do that. But I makes sense. Yeah. I what a what a surprise for me. Yeah. Because I wasn't expecting Saw Ten to hit the way that it did. Awesome. Yeah. So real good. Um so the Marvels came out. Let's talk about a movie that didn't do well. Didn't do so good. Isn't well received. So What's kind of interesting is I I heard it's not like egregiously bad as far as the film itself. I didn't hear it's like mm. this completely awful schlock. Yeah, 
I mean, I heard it's very, very mediocre. Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard more of it being schlock than I think even pro- mediocre. I, I, but I think the pro- one of the biggest problems is it's the third, you know, comedy-driven movie. Right. Right. That hurts it. Yeah. Um, I will say, so it, it's a financial failure. A total failure. Um, I did see uh, Miss Marvel come out mm-hmm. and kind of. I, I understand her perspective. Sure. You know, I think as far as like anybody to come out of that series, she seems to be, you know, the the most well-rounded individual, yeah. you know, and I think she has a chance to really, you know, become part of a beloved, you know, become beloved in the fandom. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, you know, a lot of what I, I think a lot of what we're seeing is nobody is trying to say that this is because of racism or sexism. We're not getting that, I don't oh, think. Oh, no, no. We are. Oh, because that's the, not what the, I'm the, saying. The director came out just the other day. Really? Absolutely. Playbook. Playbook. That's insane to me. Yep. Playbook. And 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 here's the thing, and I agree with you on, on Aman Vellani, the actress who plays Miss Marvel. Here's the thing. If, if Brie Larson acted like she does right then you would have a character that no one likes or no one wants but would put up with because the actress who portrays that character at least is enjoyable yeah she's bearable like she's incredibly likable right and so no one's gonna ever like miss marvel but they will give it a pass because, because she's, she's charming. charming. Right. And if Brie Larson could be anything like that, maybe we wouldn't be in the position yeah, that but we're at, in. But at the end of the day, if you look at Iron Man, he was nobody's A tier. No. But Robert Downey Jr. was so but, charming. Right. Exactly. That it was like we can Chris forget- Hemsworth. Right. Tom Hiddleston. Chris Evans. Go down the list of these characters that weren't the most popular. Right. But a because lot of them the actors, B-tier, you right, know? but the actors they chose made sure that those characters got over and people started loving them. Now, I saw initial like I saw the reviews came out, mm-hmm. right? And it hovered at like a fifty five on, yeah. on the critic side. On the critic side. side, yeah. So you know, the game is over at this right. point. And I think Marvel knows that as well. Oh, I, I totally agree. Here, Here's the thing, right? And, and and we've talked about it. I've said it a million times. I'll say it again. You know, back in 2018, Kevin Feige came out with his interview and said, diversity and inclusion is going to be priority number one. Right, that's the, the message, future of the Marvel right, cinematic universe. The message universe. is number one, right. and there will be twice as many female characters as there are male he took the playbook of what wasn't working in the comics and said you know what i i'm my ego is so large yeah that i'm gonna make a success out of what failed miserably in the comics and i'm gonna have my vision of the message and it's gonna be a massive success but and the thing is he's right failed m- worse than yeah, the comics could absolutely. ever dreamed of. Because the thing is, right, because this this pops up a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, people take these beloved IPs mm-hmm. and go, I can change it completely and it'll it'll still be successful. Right. And it's like, but that's not how it works. The whole, 
the whole thing about like you know not to harp on Witcher, right? Yeah. But the whole thing is fans get excited. If you're a fan of The Witcher, you get excited because it's coming to the live action. And your expectation is it's going to be true to the source material, but the whole thing is it's going to be exposed to a wider audience now. Right, So exactly. that's the excitement of it. It's like, oh, now finally everyone can see what I'm talking about. Right, right, because there are some people that don't want to read the books or play the video games, right. but will be interested in the show, right, and but, that'll draw in a, a, a new audience that might you right. know, find love but you need in to the have, franchise. You need to not isolate your built-in but, audience. But here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. Right. We, we, You know, Kevin Feige gave us the MCU. Yep. This is what he wanted. It is a financial disaster. I think if we look at Phase 4 and Phase 5, mm-hmm. there's there's not a lot of positive that no. came out of that. No, And you know, There's a couple. Right. And, and to quote the Joker, you know, you got what you fucking deserved. Yeah, I would say so. you... Didn't listen to any fans. Well, you chose to to push your agenda sort of ahead of it, entertainment. To bring it back to the comment, right? Because mm-hmm. she went on social media and she posted basically, you know, I get. I think she acknowledged that it was bad. Right. I think she acknowledged that it's not what the fans want, mm-hmm. and I think her call was to you know just understand that it takes time to turn the ship. Now, here's the thing. Yeah, it, here's but you're the not thing. turning the ship. The thing is this. If that was the statement that the studio was taking, you know, right. the stance, I think the fandom would be fine. Right. But the stance that the studio takes is, no, these are all great films. It's just because you're a fucking racist. Right. And, and you know, again, I mean, we, we, ha- we did have the director come out and, yeah. bl- and, and blame the fans. We heard the same thing. Here's the thing. One of the things that we're hearing is, well, it's not made for you. No, understand, it is fucking made for me. I'm your guy. You're the guy. We are lifelong comic book superhero well, at the end of the fans. day, right? When, it's when, made when, for us. When MCU runs its course, which everything runs sure. its course, it's not like it's going to be forever. Right. I'm still going to be a comic guy. Right, exactly. And And this is the thing. 65% of the audience that went were men. Women don't want this shit. They don't ask for it. You went and you thought you were making a Barbie movie, and the difference that you don't understand is women Well, your built-in audience for Barbie is, is, is women. women, and your built-in audience for superheroes is men. I don't. Well, there yeah, are women the that part. like I mean, it again, like your Wonder Woman's and things like that. But it's not. But it still has to exist in the universe that is is sort of tailored towards, maybe not it, even so much men, but your comic. I think I think you get lost in the gender of it. I think it's more just comic book fans. No, but what I'm saying is, you had 65 percent of the audience yeah. was male. What on for a, this one for this movie yeah. for the Marvels? Women didn't turn out. Because it's yeah, it's, it's is, a large it's again, more it's more for a guy. Superheroes are always going to be a higher percentage of male than female. I'm not saying it's not for females or females aren't invited to the party. I'm just saying that you keep on saying that it's not made for men, and this is exactly what is made for men. These movies are in fact supposed to be made for men and women. To both enjoy, maybe not a lot of women come out to it, but we shouldn't be excluding 
anybody. We shouldn't be making movies well, for it, exclusion it, it, purposes. It's directly, I, I think the failure of it is, right, is not so much it's made for men or women. It's the fact that it is gatekeeping. Sure. And then what ends up happening is that's in direct opposition to a lot of the messages of these superheroes. Right. Is it was always about inclusion. It was always about inclusion. Yeah. You know, like if you go back before the MCU existed, right, and you go back to just what we had, whether it was media or even just the books, mm-hmm. it was always the fringe of society that was, you know, into this stuff. Sure. It's not like your corporate nine to five guy was into this right. 20 but, years right. ago. But then, you know, but you look at it and you say, okay, you put out this movie, right? And and, and, and to your point about what, what you know, uh, Miss Marvel says about turning the boat, this is why th- that is 100% wrong. Because you, at the end of this movie... She is recruiting the Young Avengers, which was only females. The next movie you have, I mean, the next show you have coming out is Echo, starring a female. Loki season two ends. Loki is is gone. Tom Hiddlestrom has said he's done. But female Loki is going to continue going forward as Loki. You well, have, I, heard, I heard Loki's done, though. Yeah, he's done. No, no, no. I heard no more Loki TV show either. I heard it's done. I'm not saying that there's going to be another show. I'm saying that the female Loki is going to continue. And the thing of it is, is that if if you really want to go down that road, that's that's your prerogative. You own the IPs at the end of the day. But you can't get mad at at people for not showing up to it. Right. But like, that's the thing. Right. Like, I don't I don't I think her statement was good. You acknowledge that it it, it wasn't what we were looking for, and you're asking for us not to be toxic about it. And and my rebuttal to that is, I won't be toxic to you, Mm -hmm. because I think you truly understand it. Where I want to be toxic is to people that are accusing me of toxic behavior. Right. So if you're telling me that this failed because I'm a misogynist or a racist, I'm going to be toxic to you, because you can't call me those things- Mm -hmm. Especially that they're untrue. Right. I mean, how can you, with a straight face, say, oh, people don't, comic book fans don't really care for Miss Marvel. Never have. Never. We, we go to conventions. Very rarely do I see no. any Miss Marvel cosplay. No, no. Hold on. You barely see any Captain Marvel. You see never Miss Marvel. Right, right. Uh, never yeah. a I, single never Miss Marvel. You never see any Miss Marvel. You... On a very rare occasion, you'll see Captain Marvel, but right. but that is rare. Very right? rare. I see. Very rare. It, it's got to be 20 to 1 Wonder Woman to Miss Marvel, mm-hmm. to Captain Marvel. And so the thing of it is, right, is you have these characters that are, are relatively unpopular in the fandom, mm-hmm. right? Ironheart. Right. All, all very unpopular characters in the fandom. Not so much because they're, they're women or they're diverse, just because... Their, their villains are shit. Their stories are relatively boring. Like, there's just nothing to grab onto. Look, you had the ability to to create these characters, and you could have made them interesting, and you chose not to. Yeah, but you could, chose could to you just... make them interesting? Because I think, Maybe. I think if you look at the... I mean, at the end of the day, these characters are established, right? 
but and they're not interesting in the in the the original medium that they no, were no, no. created. No, in. what I'm saying is when you originally created the characters in the pages of the comics, right? You chose to make them uninteresting. You chose to make them Mary Sue's. Right. I don't you know. Chose I don't know if you do... chose to make them uninteresting. I just think that no, you, you did. know the traits and the personality you gave these characters no, but, does not resonate with the fans. But what I'm saying is when when and we've talked about this a million times. When you show up on day one and you're better than everybody, when you throw the hero's journey away, when you have no hero's journey, you're never gonna, you're never ever going to be accepted in the fandom because the fans will find that immediately boring. We don't want a million Mary well, Sue's. At the end of the day, right? The fans have been there since the beginning, mm-hmm. so it's insulting to them to bring a character in and just be like, "Yeah, they're great." Male or female. Right. No, exactly. I mean, if you did that with a male as well, it would be uninteresting. And but you 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 know, you had time to try to make these characters work in the pages of the comics and it never did. And and this is why I I, think that that to me is the, the most insulting part of it is that, you know, it failed in the comics. You've tried multiple iterations of these characters, and none of them are taking off mm-hmm. with the fan base. Right. So, so what makes you think that transferring these characters from the page to the screen is going to give them new life? Well, that's Kevin Feige's ego. Kevin Feige's ego was that the fans are going to do whatever I tell them to do. They're going to accept whatever I tell them to accept. And I will, you know, make them where they're popular, where the comics have failed because I'm a success. And so therefore my success is going to shine through. I just want to be, I'm going to say this right now. There is no one that is above these characters. Absolutely there is not. No one that is a, are no. above these characters ever. There will never be no. anyone above these characters. No. At the end of the day, the character in the hierarchy, it's the characters and if you have someone controlling where things go that know what they're doing, great. Then mm-hmm. you'll have success, but you'll you'll never be bigger than right. the characters. But I mean even look at but even look at Miss Marvel right now. Right. Okay. You put out a Disney Plus show. Right. It was the lowest rated show on Disney Plus. Right. Nobody really tuned in. You put it on ABC for free. Yep. And the ratings were abysmal. Yeah, nobody no one liked watched. It. She just helped co write a comic where you rebooted Miss Marvel again, making her a part of the X Men. Right. And the comics is failing. It's. It literally, no one cares. And now you've put her in the Marvels, and it's the worst flop in MCU history. Understand, she may be a delightful young woman. This character is hated. It will never be accepted. It's yeah, you're doing, you're doing a disservice to her as an actor because I think when you see her in the role, mm-hmm. right, you root for her. Sure. But it's just that everything, you know, around you is garbage. Right. So, 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 you know, she's a young actor. It's not like someone with her, even if, even if she was the best at what she was doing, which she's not. No. It would take an incredible talent to be able to prop up an entire film. Right. But if you want to make her a side character to other people's movies, again, 
because people like the actress, but they the whole, will accept that. But the that. thing of it is, like, the whole thing about her character is she's kind of a fangirl. Right, exactly. So, like, she works so well as, like, a POV character. Right, but the problem now is, at the end of the movie, she is recruiting the young Avengers. She's the leader of right. the young... So, now you've put her as the leader. She's gonna. She's the Nick Fury now, going out there recruiting other young Avengers to form a team that she's going to be the lead of in. Let me tell you something, Kevin Feige. I'll, I'll, I'll put it to you right now. If you honestly are going to go forward with that idea and you're going to make a, a young Avengers movie, the Marvels is going to look like friggin Casablanca next to that dog shit. I, I mean, you have to figure at some point, right? Like the, the money the money men are have to step in. Well, so here's the thing too, right? Just real quick. You know, we talked about this, right? There is going to be a proxy battle going on very soon, right? So Nelson Peltz is buying up a tremendous amount of shares to force his way onto the board. Right. He has now gotten the, 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 the stock control of Ike Perlmutter, who was the former head of Marvel. Right. There is now another group that is also now engaged separately that wants to also get board seats. So at some po- so at some point soon, Bob Iger is probably getting fired very soon, and other people are going to take over the board for Disney and are going to start reeling this shit in yeah, as far as I, cost I control think, goes. I think if Disney is going to survive. Which is a weird, I never thought I'd say that, right? you know, but I think if they're going to survive, there needs to be a full course correction. Right. And here's the thing, right? You know, and, and, and this is the, this is the thing of it, right? And, and, and again, we can sit there and, and, and anybody can say that they're, they're not going to push the message is being pushed and it's going to be pushed hard it's down your throat. It's everything that they do. Yeah, but nobody it's wants not that. Ch- no one wants it, and that's why. Because at the end of the day, it's about escapism. Right. Right? If I wanted the message, I could just talk to the people in my life. Right. And, and it's not that we don't agree with the message. It's that I, when I go to the fucking movies, it's to escape the awful reality that I live in. Sure. But, I mean, again, you, you can't just, you know, you can't just forego entertainment because diversity and inclusion is the main priority, and it doesn't matter. As long as you have a diverse cast on the screen, it doesn't matter what they're saying or doing. No, Disney, that's not how it works. And, and, and your, your box office receipts are showing you that that has been a rejected concept, but you just can't understand it, and you refuse to, to, to course correct. And so you're going to continue going down this path. And then, well, I think the problem is, is mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's a giant corporation. Right. So you can fucking sit there and tout your quote unquote morals, but none of us believe you. You're an evil corporation. Of course none of us so, believe so, you. So half of it is that it rings hollow. Right. And then, you know, Stephen King comes out and makes a comment about, you know, why are we gloating on the failure of this movie? See, but that I think is a bubble. I think success that that's a successful person living in a bubble. No mm-hmm. one is gloating 
that the movie failed. It's not a good thing that it failed. No. No. What what we're doing and the reason we talk about it and the reason that we're is we're trying to get the attention of these megalomaniacs Mm -hmm. and tell them that the course that you have picked is the wrong one. Right. The stories that you were telling are shit. Right. Tell tell better stories. But see, here's it's here's, not it's not a gloat. No. And here's what he's missing. Here's the here's exactly what he's missing. We've been talking about this for years, trying to get it through the heads of these corporations. What the audience doesn't want, and they won't listen. So we were told numerous times the way to get it through their head is by talking with your wallets and that's exactly what's happening now we're talking with our wallets not supporting this shit anymore and that's why these movies are flopping but that's so, that again i think that's him living in a bubble of right. a, he he is a commercially successful independent artist mm-hmm. which is a, a very like that in of itself is 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 a rare that's a unicorn sure. so so I can understand having your ideals, but understand that the rest of us yeah. who, who love these properties, mm-hmm. we're not even allowed to touch them. Right. But we are allowed to not watch them and pay for it. Right. And and, and that's and, what we're doing. Right. And it's not us gloating that Marvel's failed. Listen, at the end of the day, I I if Marvel's was a good story and it continued the MCU. I don't care who's leading the MCU. I don't care if you figured out Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel and they're in charge now, as long as it's good. Right. And this is and this is what this is what these people don't understand. And we've said this a million times. I don't ever want to see the things I love fail. That is not bringing me any pleasure whatsoever. I don't. I want to see the MCU for another twenty years. Like the I want thing Star is, Wars right. for another the twenty thing of it years. Is, is that like when it all gets too much? That's where I turn, mm-hmm. and now I can't turn there. Right, right. And and you know the thing is, we're not gloating for the failure. We're gloating for the fact that you refuse to listen, and you're putting shit out to because you're trying to care so much about that small activist twitter I, I, crowd i don't even know that it's gloating it's, i think it's just like hey can you listen now no but it, it's not gloating it's you know it's us trying to say but we've been telling you not because you, you we know we know what we want and we're trying to make you understand our our dollars are in our hand we want to go and spend it on your product Please, if you made it like this, we will be there. We have there. Yes, there are people that have left. That's always going to happen in whatever genre, whatever franchise, right, whatever it is. But you're true but diehard right, fans. But there is a massive audience that's still there that is willing to support, and we're waiting in line to buy that ticket. All we're telling you is, if you make another. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, if you make another Thor Love and Thunder, if you make another Wakanda Forever, we're not going to go and spend our money on that. Can you please stop doing it? And the answer to that is the Marvels. And it's like, yeah, but nope. They, the thing of it is, right, is that I, they knew leading up to this that it was garbage. Right. They knew. That's they, why they, 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 they that's did why reshoots. They did, they, they, you know, when you're failing with the test audience... You're in trouble. And the thing is, you you know, you this is a this is a three hundred million dollar movie plus 
on top of that marketing. You need to get to a like close to a billion dollars just to break even on this movie. And you're going to be lucky if you get maybe 300 million. Is this what you wanted because your message is so important? Is is losing hundreds of millions of dollars and having a movie that everybody hates that no one will ever watch again? Is that more important or less important because your message is so important that you need that to be the number one priority? And then again, to come out and call the fans racist. Well, I and, think that's that's what bothers that's what bothers me the most because you know, I've accepted, you know, that we're under the thumb of capitalism. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I can't even touch the characters that I sure. love is an unfortunate reality to the world right, we live in. Right. You know, so you can tell whatever story you want. Mm-hmm. I have no control over that right. and I don't. and I accept that. Right. What I don't accept is that you telling whatever story you want, me not liking it, mm-hmm. and then you calling me something horrible because I don't like it. Right. Exactly. You know, again, we don't, you can, you have the right, you own the property to make whatever you want, but then don't expect us to monetarily support it when we tell you that we hate it and that it's nothing that we want as the audience. And then your answer to that is, well, if you're not going to support it, you're going to call us a whole bunch of horrible names. Is is that how you're going to get us back to the movies? The thing of it is, right, and I think that's kind of, that's why I I had such an issue, not an issue so much, but that's why I had so much trouble with, you know, Miss Marvel's statement is I agree with her. She's not factoring in what the studios and the other stars are doing. Right. Kevin Feige doesn't agree with her. Right. But that's that's my point is like, yes, you're the only one that has said something even remotely to what the fandom yeah, agrees but with. You, but you know why she said it? Because. Well, maybe she believes it. No, she does believe it. And the reason she believes it is because she actually goes to the comic book stores and actually sees who's there. And knows what the actual audience is. And she knows that these movies are not going to go to the audience that's in those comic book but shops. But I wonder if it's, I wonder if she's in that unique position where she kind of get, like, because at the end of the day, we don't get to see both sides. Right. Right. And I wonder if she's in that position where she does get to see both sides. And it could very well be, you know, oh, the fans are talking more shit. Well, well, we're going to release even more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Almost, almost in spite of what we're looking sure. for. But, but what's wild to me is that, you know, these are properties that we love. Mm-hmm. So if you release stuff that is in line with what we love, we're going to be happy with you. Right. Yeah. Did you did you see the trailer for uh, Madam Web? By any <laughs> no, chance? No, I didn't even. It's it it's. The miss it's it's the Marvels in a Spider Verse. Yeah, but like here's the thing. Yay! It's not even that. It's just like Madam Web. Well, but again, we're we're talking C and D list characters right, like the Marvels. But that's what I'm saying to you. It's, it's a, like it's, I don't it's care. It's all an all female cast. Here's the thing, right? So you got Spider Man Two dropped on PlayStation. Yep. Right. It did incredibly well. Yeah. And then. 
the developers came out and said, you know, going forward, Miles Morales is going to be the main character. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool, but we'll see if it... But, but It'll do fine. We'll see. Here's the thing. It'll do fine because Miles earned that. It's not. It's not fucking someone who came out of nowhere. Yeah, but but here's the thing, Miles Morales, like in the Peter Parker isn't going away. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, Miles Morales, like in the comics, isn't a success. He's a success in the Spider Verse movie. Sure, and people in the game industry like him too. Sure. But what I'm saying is, is that it, you can do something like that. Yeah. Right. And have Peter take on the more parental role. Mm-hmm. Because Miles has earned that. Right. And and Miles Morales has more of a fan base. Again, he doesn't have a big fan base, and if people tell you he does, he doesn't. Well, I think I but, think it's I think it's a gr- I think what happened with Miles is, you know, when it came out it wasn't huge. Right. But anybody that got on got in, into it was like, Oh, this is pretty good actually. Right. And now it's getting with with Spider Verse and the games. But and I everything. think that's but I think that the the the, the Into the Spider Verse movie grew him an audience right but that's i'm okay with that no and i am too but there was something at least to latch on to right something good again yes in the comics he's not very popular he doesn't sell but that movie came out and it and it caught the and and it caught on and now there's something to build a fan base off of because something got popular Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, they've never had anything in any medium but the thing that's is, been right, popular. The thing is, the reason why Miles works is because he he came on the scene, he was inexperienced, he looked to Peter for guidance, mm-hmm. right? So our main Spider-Man, who we've loved for 70 years, is teaching a protege. Right. Much like... Nightwing, who's beloved, mm-hmm. things like that. We're okay. Right. We're I'm totally cool with other characters, as long as you understand that you know Peter's teaching you, which right. which they do a great job in Spider Verse, mm-hmm. and they do a great job in the Spider Man right. games. So when they yeah. come out and they go, all right, you know, Spider Man One, Spider Man Two, you had Peter, and now Miles is going to take the the front seat. Right. I'm like, cool. And that's and that's fine. And that's fine because again, you're but there's you're a not, lot of work that went into right. getting But he went on a hero's journey. Right. He he is respecting the hero that was there before him. Right. He took the guidance and teaching of that hero to become his own man, and now he could be his own man, like you said with Nightwing, right? He was Robin, learned under Batman, right, respected Batman. Right. Batman is always going to be his hero. Right, you see it. But even, then he even became Nightwing. Even in stuff that's not well received, like that uh, Gotham Knights game, mm-hmm. the characters are correct. Right. You know what I mean? Like there is a love and a respect for Bruce Wayne Batman. Right. Exactly. And and the thing is, every member of the Bat family has gone on the hero's journey. Right. Every one every of them, single one and of them. then they became their own character. But every one of them will always bow down to the bat. That's the way it right. works. Every, but but that's the thing is you're always going to live in the shadow of 
the giant that came before you. Right. And the thing is, is that if you're okay with that, like mm-hmm. I think Miles is doing great. I like the Spider-Verse movies. They're very they're, good. Yeah, they're very good. And the thing is, is that even in the games, mm-hmm. they're good. He's good. He's right. likable. Right. So the thing is, is like, I'm okay rolling that way as long as we just understand that, you know, well, you know, Peter's the best. Right. But yeah, but it wasn't that, oh, I'm here. You're a piece of shit. Right. I'm better than you right. from day one. Right. There, I will not go on any hero's journey because I don't need to because I'm the best that's right. ever I don't, been. I don't, I don't need your advice right. or anything like yeah. that. You're, you're garbage. Go away. I'm here now. And that's, you know, and the thing is, you know, you've got Captain Marvel who appeared on the scene with no hero's journey being the best. And then you have her fangirl who appears on the scene who's also the best. Like, you're the best of the best of the best. That's all you people are. And and then when people say, well, yeah, no, I hate these characters. They're shallow. They're uninteresting. Well, that, that's what it comes down to, is that when you when you have a character that doesn't go through any, div- any, any adversity, mm-hmm. you have a two-dimensional character, which is not something that any of us want. Right. And and in 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 the comics they haven't, and in the MCU they also haven't. But another thing is, a lot of a lot you know a lot of our original heroes mm-hmm. are incredibly flawed. Yeah, and, and, and that's and great. some of the best stories mm-hmm. involve those flaws. Yeah. So when you have characters that are just the best, there's no depth. It's just like, oh, okay, so you're just the best. Right. You're the best. There's, but there's you know, like nothing for normal people right. to latch on to. Yeah, and the th- and and the other part of it too is, you know, and we can move on. If, if I just want to make one more point that, you know, I don't I don't understand where Marvel doesn't understand. This is not stand up comedy. Why is every one of your movies you think that you have to add these? Awful, cringeworthy joke. This is the third comedy centric movie uh, in a row. Right. And you've been told how much the fans hate it that this is one of the worst aspects of all of the movies, and yet you continue to do it. It was tired in Endgame, it was tired in Infinity War. I, I think it was tired in Ragnarok. Ragnarok was what, before? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, that's the thing is that it it it's not what we're looking for. Like you you've literally had a good like four or five years of just awful joke after joke. It's getting so monotonous there. It's unfunny. It's cringe. People have well, told people you that they people don't aren't watching like anymore. It. Right. right. And, and that I think that's a re- I think the the biggest thing is that we've expressed our distaste mm-hmm. for what you're doing. We've asked you to change it. You've refused. Mm-hmm. And so we've stopped watching. Right. We've walked away. Our wallets have walked away. Right. I mean, how, you know, how many how many things can you ruin before I I'm not a racist anymore? Right. You know, how how many willows do there have to be before it's it's not me, it's you? Right. Exactly. And until and until they accept or get somebody else in there, like one of these proxy war takeovers that get other people in there to show them it's them, this is just going to continue. And 
there's nothing coming up that shows any sign that they are listening, that they care, and that they're going to do one. Everything, the only thing that you can say is that because of the the, the, the strikes that happened, they've had a, a, an opportunity to look at some of the stuff that was ready to come out, and they threw up in their mouths. Well, That's mean, why like, Captain I mean, America... Almost everything Captain has been Captain America 4 has been scrapped and has been pushed because... The the, the, the the script leaks came out and it was it was you know the the black Captain America against Trump. That's what the script was. Right, which is what Wonder Woman eighty four was right. and no one liked it. Right. Then you you know, Thunderbolts is getting scrapped and redone. And that's not because people like Trump. No. It, it's because the fuck do we want that for? Right. It's it's a gar- but you're guaranteed to be divisive. Right. There are people that do. Right. But I guess my point to it is, right, is that a good villain. Like Trump isn't a good villain. No, no. But you know who's a good villain? The leader who you said was going to be in that movie. Right. Like, but but I guess like from what you've given us, a good villain is Thanos. Yeah. Because the only good villain you've given us because he's 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 wrong, but Mm -hmm. he's relatable. Right. And he was a threat. He was right. an actual a threat. credible threat, right? And he wasn't. He didn't make jokes. No, he not, didn't make jokes like fucking Modoc. Let did. me let me tell you something. I have I've not seen Jonathan Majors in other movies. He's a pretty good actor. He fucking sucks as Kang. Yeah, so as I, Kang. I don't think he understands he, who Kang is. He overacts like he's Jim Carrey on friggin' steroids. Well, they're they're they they we're not getting Kang. He's awful this fucking guy can't act worth a shit so again he's, he's pretty good in other stuff maybe because i haven't seen him but again i think but he's in re- this role yeah. this guy sucks well the the trick with marvel is you have to take cartoon characters and make them human yeah and if you can't do that you end up with a lot of the shit that we've gotten yeah it's just you know it, it's just one of these things where i don't think that they're gonna listen to us but the the one thing that at least gives me any glimmer of hope is that they've basically scrapped every single movie that in TV show that's on the docket to push it out an entire well, year. That gives me hope. It gives me hope that at least, you know, some of the, even if it's just her, you have your actors coming out and saying like, we, you know, I agree. I get what you're saying. I agree. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, that is a, that is a small step in the right direction, yeah. but at least it's there. But you know what, too, is that at least she can hang her hat on the fact that everybody's saying, as much as this movie sucks, she was good in it. Yeah. Right? So she's going to hang her hat on the fact that, well, I didn't suck. Right. Everything around me sucked. The writing sucked. The directing sucked. My co-stars sucked. But I I didn't suck. Your co-stars sucked. They were fighting with each other the whole fucking movie. Right. And, And... when did when did Samuel L. Jackson become the Will Smith cuck of the MCU? Like, yeah, what they did. To he Nick is such Fu- a pussy now. I, I just don't understand like what happened with Nick Fury because like Nick Fury was awesome. Right, Nick Fury was the rock of that it, whole uh, group. Yeah, he put together. You the know Avengers. what I mean? Like th- this guy was your guy that you could count on, and now this guy is a a shriveling pussy in the corner. Like what happened? Why did why did 
A, why did you write him like this? And B, why is Samuel L. Jackson allowing himself well, Sam to be written like this? I don't like think this? Sam cares. He's just collecting the check. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but well, this isn't. See, I would just think the, that he wouldn't want himself portrayed that but way. But here's the thing: I don't look at as much as I identify Nick Fury as Samuel L. Jackson. That's not Sam Jackson's legacy for me. No, no, no it's it's not. But so you, Sam Jackson's legacy is already secured. Yeah, but you would. But that's my point, though. With his legacy being secured and with him being the star that he is, why would he? Because he doesn't would, care. Uh, see that that bothers me. That bothers me. He should care. He should he should uh, he care should. the most. He should care, but he doesn't. No, and that is that's part of the problem. These actors don't care. This is the issue. This is why Aman Vellani coming out and saying what she's saying is because she cares. The rest of them are they don't care. Right. They Brie just Larson want the check. doesn't care. No, she just wants the paycheck. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson doesn't care, and that's the problem, and that's why we're getting allowed. I go back to something we've said a million times. Jenna Ortega put her foot down and refused to do shit on Wednesday that would have ruined that series. Yeah. She cared, and she fought the directors to make it right. Well, if they're not going to listen to the fans, then that's the only way that that things are going to get even remotely better is if... You know, you either have writers or actors that come in and advocate for the stories. Yeah. Because if you get people that are just going to collect a paycheck, mm-hmm. it it will show through yeah. in the art. and it has. And it has. And the MCU for the last, you know, phase four and five F- have phase shown. Phase four and five, I would say. Yep. It shows that the actors don't care. They're just there for the check. All right. Well, with that one, let's put this one to bed. Okay. Um, Jim, what do you got going on? I am uh, very close to finishing uh, chapter two of my comic book, Eva. Going to look to get that out, hopefully by the end of the year. Rad. We can expect that on Webtoons? Absolutely. All right. All right, guys. So that's episode 80 of The Corner. You know where we're at. CatalystCrafting.com is the main website. Catalyst Creations and H is the Etsy store. We're grooving. Yes, absolutely. Holiday season, you know. Holidays. Um, Great. We're going to be at Northeast Comic Con from the 24th to the 26th over in Boxborough, Mass. So if you're in the uh, New England area, come on down. Yeah, definitely. Come down, hang out. You know, we're going to have some cool merch. Yeah, very cool. And what do you guys think? I mean, are are you excited that, you know, Dover officially, you know, took the time to celebrate the creation of the Turtles? Um, Have you seen Black Christmas? Have you seen Saw X? Do you think it's one of the better Saw movies? What's your opinion on kind of where we're going with our our superheroes? I mean, do you care at this point? Have you ever cared? Let us know in the comments. All right, crew. We'll catch you on the next one.